0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Women of Grace, Faith, and Courage monthly Bible study. This is part two of our Bible study series, The Glorious Truths of Who We Are in Christ. Hallelujah. Part one was so beautiful. Part one was facilitated by someone who is near and dear to my heart, a it- wise woman of God, prayer warrior, Bible teacher, um, uh, and who came and just, uh, she showered us with just nuggets and gems about who we are in Christ. And that truth from last month was we are forgiven. If you have not checked out part one, I would encourage you to give it a listen on iTunes or Spotify, or I think it's on Google Play as well. And so we praise God for even just allowing this series to be birthed in this time. And I believe by God's grace, what this series, as I said in part one, will do for those who listen to one or two or three or four, or all five messages or studies, I believe God will just, awaken and reignite just a confidence of, 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 of just a confidence, a right? Like a confidence in, in God and in who we are that is going to truly help us to step into whatever the Lord wants to do in, with, and through us in this season in such a bold way, in such a new way. That is what I believe that God wants to do. He wants to speak to us, his daughters, right? His precious daughters, daughters of the most high so that we are not walking around with our head held down that we have a true and great and rich and deep understanding of who we are, the price that was paid for us to live the life that we are living, and what God is calling us to in this season as a result of who we are, the glorious truth of who we are. So today we are going to talk about a new creation. Part two is about us being a new creation. So we are going to only touch on two scriptures today. And that is the the foundational scripture, which is well known. It's second Corinthians uh, chapter five, verse 17. And we'll also talk a little bit about Ephesians chapter one, verse five. But before I do that, let's just open up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, oh, hallelujah, God. We just praise and bless you and magnify you, God. We thank you for just the richness of your word, God. We thank you, Lord, that we know truth and truth is in your word, God. And you said that it is truth that will set us free, God. So I thank you for the unlocking and the freeing and the liberation, God, that is going to come as a result of this word, of this lesson, of this study, God, of every single part, God. Let it be so that your daughters, you would lead and guide your daughters to The message that is for them, God, whether it be one or two or all, God, only you know that which we need to hear, God. So I thank you that first and foremost, I am always, as a minister, a partaker of the message myself, God. So I thank you for even the ways that it is ministered to me and will minister to me, God. Oh, we bless you, Lord, for what you are doing in hearts and minds this season, God, as we take on new assignments, uncharted territory. So many of us, you're calling out of the shallow glory to God and into the deep, God. So we We praise you for this series, for your truths, God. Let them ruminate and marinate in our hearts, God, forever and ever, God. So we bless you, Lord. We magnify you, God. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we just thank you for this time. And so as I was sharing before we started to pray, we are going to come from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. And I'm going to read it in the Amplified because I love what the Amplified has done in this, in this time. And so um, I'm just going to read it quickly. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as Savior, he is a new creature reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition has passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. I'm going to read that last part again because that's just so much truth. Even in that last part right there, behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Life, glory to God. So, who is first and foremost who is this verse speaking to? Right? Because we're going to answer a couple of questions, and I'm going to share just two, uh, two, two nuggets and two sort of gems and two pieces of revelation that God has given me around this well known passage that is for us. It's an in season word, I believe. And we're going to talk about what this verse means for you and I and who this verse speaks to. And we're going to look at two, two parts of this verse. We're going to look at who. Um, uh, we're going to look at one, the new identity that we have in Christ. And we're also going to look at, um, the former things passing away. So we're going to really spend, um, just a few minutes on each of those. This is not going to be a long study. I'm going to deliver just the the revelation from God, and then I'm going to close this out so the studies are not meant to be long, but meant to be a depiction of what is on God's heart and what he has given me or released into me and deposited. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And to my heart and mind to partake in first and also to share with my sisters. So second Corinthians chapter five, verse 17, it is a well-known verse. And I love how the verse, it doesn't leave us to guess who this verse speaks to. This verse is speaking to you and I, those who are in Christ if anyone is in Christ so there is no question about who this verse is speaking to it is speaking to us and it is talking to us about who we are in Christ and about what happens when we are grafted in and I love how it uses that word grafted in and joined to Christ by faith in him as Savior so when we come to to the knowledge of Jesus Christ we have invited him into our life as Lord and Savior right so we acknowledge that we are, are sinners. We have acknowledged that that Jesus is Lord. We have acknowledged that God has sent him uh, 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 to the cross to, to be crucified for our resurrected, right, for our sins, so that by faith that we believe in him and we have new life in him, right? So this verse goes on to tell us that because of that, because of our, our relationship with Christ, we're a new creature, So once we come into our personal relationship or once we have come into our personal relationship with Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior personally, right? Once we have come into that that place and we've invited him in and we've come into relationship, so we've accepted the gift of salvation, we are now a new creature, right? Or a new creation, Right. So that means that the previous things that we once knew, we once did, who we once were, they have passed away. So we have a new identity. So we have been adopted as sons and daughters of the king by way of our new birth. And our new birth, it doesn't mean a birth in the sense of how we think about a, a, a woman giving um, a, a, a birth in the natural, but it is the us being reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to just read Ephesians chapter one, verse five, and I'm going to read it in a new living translation. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And he gave him great pleasure. Hallelujah. So when we look at the Greek word adopt or adoption, it refers to the Christian sonship in respect to God. And so, even in thinking about adoption under the Roman law, right, adopting a child meant that the child was freely chosen. Oh, glory to God. Freely chosen by the parents, desired by the parents. Oh, my goodness, that that child would be a permanent part of the family. So, under the Roman law, adoption meant that the parents couldn't disown a the child. They adopted. Oh, glory to God. That means once that child was adopted, the parents couldn't decide to turn their backs on that child, that once that parent uh, assigned the the legal rights uh, 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 and accepted the legal rights of that child, that child then received a new identity. And it went on to tell me as I was studying this prior for another study about adoption under the Roman law, Any prior commitments, responsibilities, and debts that that child had, they were er erased. Oh, hallelujah. Can we shout? I want to read that again. Any prior commitments, responsibilities, and debts were erased. New rights were taken on. That is what happens when we are adopted into the sonship or into the family of God, into the kingdom of heaven, that we receive a new identity, that the old debts and the shame and the decisions and the mistakes and everything that we did, that we committed, that was prior to us coming into relationship with Christ, they have been erased. They have been washed clean. They have been forgiven. They have been made anew. They have been cleansed. We have been cleansed cleansed. We have a new identity by way of the blood of Jesus that now we have been adopted as sons and daughters of the most high. Hallelujah. We have this new identity, so we have to walk in this new identity, that we have been given new rights, we have been given access to spiritual riches, Ephesians 1 goes on to talk about, right, in heavenly places, and what does that require of us knowing that we now have this new identity, that we must take hold of our new identity, we must not leave any rooms or doors or openings to our past and our former ways and our former ambitions and our former desires. Desires, none of those things should be carried over into our new relationship with Christ. We have a new identity. We are now royalty. We are wearing a crown and we're only wearing the crown because of whose we are. We are wearing a crown because we have laid down our our, our prison clothes, our grave clothes in exchange for garments of righteousness. So we are no longer walking in sin. We should no longer be bound and in bondage by sin, our sinful natures, our sinful desires. Not if we have taken full hold and stepped into our new identity. With Christ. We have to relinquish those former things, those former desires. They should no longer be those things which we desire now. We have have, have have to ask the Lord if we still have some of those desires to take those desires away from us to ensure that the desires of his heart align with the desires of our heart so that we can release any selfish ambition, anything, as, as going back to the Amplify, any of the previous moral conditions they should be no longer, they are null and void. And what the enemy likes to do when we don't know who we are, that we don't understand our new identity in Christ, he likes to dangle the past. Oh, glory to God. He likes to dangle the past over our heads. So we live in this place of shame and guilt about things that we did before we were saved, things that have already been canceled out, things that we've already been forgiven of. We've already been made new by the blood of Jesus. We have a new identity. And I, I have a pastor. Uh, uh, um, a friend and, and her husband, and he's a pastor, and he always used to say something that is so profound. He says, if they ask me who I used to be, I'll say I don't know that person anymore. That person no longer exists, right? Because who we were before coming into relationship with Jesus Christ, they it no longer exists. And people love to tell us what we used to do. Oh, I remember a few years ago, or ten years ago, or. Whenever you used to do this and you used to be drunk all the time and you used to do all of this and you used to uh, uh, be promiscuous. See, the enemy likes to bring those things back to us so that we don't walk in the freedom that we have in our new identity. Oh, glory to God. We have a new identity. Our debts have been erased. And uh, 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 evangelist Elizabeth Smith, affectionately known as Mom Smith, she really laid that out for us in part one about us being forgiven. And so again, if you have not checked out part one, the replay, please do. If you are struggling with, re- with receiving forgiveness and understanding that we have been forgiven for past decisions, past uh, mistakes. I mean, just things that many of us have done that have been, we just haven't shared with, with many people or anyone. We have been forgiven and cleansed and redeemed by the blood of Jesus. So please do not step into this season. Let us not step into this season feeling the weight of shame and guilt because that's not our portion. We want to step into this season. If we don't have our crown on, we want to put our crown on. If we need our crowns to be readjusted, then we want to look in the mirror. We want to readjust our crowns and we want to be reminded of the new daughter that we are, daughter of the most high. Oh, glory to God. Former things have passed Away, so we just touched on this a little bit, and I'm just going to spend just a few minutes talking about this. Right? We talked about how, just as it says in Second Corinthians 5:17, "Behold, new things have come. New things have come. We should be excited. We are in relationship with Jesus Christ. We have been made new. We are not walking in the old former things have passed away. Spiritual awakening brings a new." life, the things that we used to do morally and spiritually, they have passed away. That means our former self no longer exists. That means if you try to talk to us about what we used to do five years ago, we have every right to say, I have no idea what you are talking about because my mind is no longer there in the past. My mind is on the now. My mind is on where the Lord is taking me in the future. We must not allow people, by way of the enemy, to remind us of who we used to be and the bad habits that maybe we used to have, and maybe the moral way that we used to live, right? And maybe the spiritual condition that we used to have, right? People want to remind us of the sinful nature that we, none of that matters now that you. You and I have stepped into this rela- oh glory to god this glorious truth right that we are in a new relationship we have a new identity and we are in relationship with Jesus Christ adopted as children of God by faith in Christ Jesus so former sinful desires and behaviors and thought patterns they should no longer be holding us hostage thank you, Lord. They should no longer be holding us hostage. What does that mean? That means we should no longer be operating in that sinful nature and having those same sinful desires and operating in those same sinful behaviors, having those same negative thought patterns, not if we have fully accepted Jesus Christ into our life, not if we have begun to read our word, study our word, begin to have an understanding of who we are in Christ. And if you have not come, to that place fully yet. I pray that this series will unlock something in you and I to go deeper in the word of God. That is what is going to tell us who we are. Even in these little series that we're doing, these five study series, this is going to give you a snapshot, but oh sisters, women of God, please get into the word for yourself. We must get into our word because that way we will know who we are. It will not even be a question. We will not allow the enemy a opening or a foothold to even dangle anything from our past over our heads because those doors will be closed. We will no longer be excited or or, 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 or um, even intrigued by those things we used to do, those sinful desires, those places we used to go, those habits we used to have, some of those toxic relationships we used to have. Former things have passed away. And so many of us, thank you, Holy Spirit, we are bound by our past But we hold the key. We are bound by our past, but we hold the key. Well, what does that mean? That means us coming into the full understanding of who we are in Christ, new identity, our new identity in Christ. That literally is the key. That's true. When we know God's truth, oh, hallelujah. When we know God's truth, when we walk in God's truth, when we have God's truth etched in our souls and in our hearts by reading and, and, and meditating on God's truth, then we are literally have that key, you can literally use that key, that key of truth to unlock uh, 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 the chains of the past that want to keep us bound. The key is found in our knowledge and understanding of who we are. And that's why I love how the series title is not just the truth of who we are, but it's the glorious truth. Why? Because everything that the Lord does and and, and specializes in is filled with his glory. It is a glorious truth. And it is a truth that we must lay hold to. It is the truth that is going to be foundational in our knowledge and understanding of who we are and whose we are. It is literally the key to unlocking the chains that some of us, many of us, have been allowing the enemy to bind us up with because we are not fully aware of who we are. The truth, the truth, the truth. It is the truth that will set us free. And we have already been freed from our fleshly and sinful desires. We have already been freed by way of the blood of Jesus, but we must not allow ourselves to be yoked to or bound by or under even that bondage of sin and sinful desires anymore. We have to allow the spirit of the Lord to take full control of who we are, of our mind, of our hearts, of our bodies, right? And and even in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it talks about us presenting our entire bodies as a living sacrifice. Former things have passed away. We should no longer desire the things that we used to desire. The the fleshly and sinful ambitions and, and selfish ambitions, they should no longer rule us, right? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That means there is freedom. Who the son has set free is free indeed. Who the son has set free is free in. Deed. That means that now we are in relationship, relationship with Christ. We are free in Him. We are not free to do as we want. We are free to do what God wills for us to do, what His desire is for us to do, what His plan and purposes are for us to do. But the former things have passed away. So we no longer look to the past. We no longer look in our rearview mirror to see what we've what is happening. We no longer think about or meditate on where we've come from unless we're reflecting on how far God has brought us. Right. But if we are living in the place of the past, we are not going to be able to step into the new assignments and to the new uh, 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 ministries into the new places into the new territories that God wants to take so many of us into. And the greatest disservice that we can do to ourselves as believers, as women of God and as daughters of the king is to be held hostage to be held hostage by. Our former self, our past identity, our former ways of thinking, our former desires, new, new, new. That's what God wants to do in us. New, new, new. That's what God wants to do with us. New things, new things. That's what God wants to do through us. But he cannot do that if we are still bound by our former desires, by our former selves, by our new, uh, excuse me, and not stepping into our new identity glory to God. So I pray sisters. And I said, I wouldn't be before you long because I wanted to release that, which God has given me. And I want to close this out. I don't want to add to or take away from what God is sharing. Cause this is certainly not, this is not a message of mine. This is the Lord speaking through every study. In this series, there's a meditation, there's a preparation. So what I pray that happens is these two main verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Ephesians 1, if you haven't read the whole book of Ephesians 1, then please do so. But the verse that we pulled from for today's study was Ephesians 1, chapter 1, verse 5. And I pray that, that we would let these verses and this message take root in our hearts so that it grows and produces a newfound assurance, reassurance, and confidence in who we are in Christ. And that changes our entire perspective, that it literally just, it's it, it, something clicks right almost like he's just flipping up a light switch it's like it was dark and all of a sudden there's light aha that we have that that what many call a aha moment lord i have been missing out on what you're trying to do because i have still been struggling with the with with not stepping into or not having the full understanding god of who i am in christ new 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 a new creation a new creature new desires God has a plan and purpose for us ladies that is so great. it is nothing that we could have even desired in our former life those things that we wanted many of us wanted the accolades we wanted to keep getting promoted on our jobs we wanted the the, the public acknowledgement we have something so much greater and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be wanting to advance in, in our careers and wanting to travel and see the world and get married and all of those sort of the American dreams so to speak there's nothing wrong with that, but it is when that becomes our only desire. It is when that becomes our greatest desire. It is when that becomes that which we, we thirst after, which we long for, not realizing that once we came into a relationship with Christ, there's so much more that is awaiting us that we haven't even accessed yet. We haven't even tapped into yet. I'm so excited just even in sharing this. There's literally an adventure. This is what the Lord spoke to me about. He said, there's an adventure that awaits you. And so I am going to speak that over each and every person that is listening to this replay and to this recording of this message that because, and I'm going to prophetically speak it because it is God's word that he has plans and purposes for each and every one of us. So I'm going to speak it. And I pray that this minister to our heart this morning, who was feeling like, man, I don't really know if there's a plan and purpose for me. I don't really understand who I am in Christ. I pray that this message takes root in your heart, my sister, so that you understand that there is a great plan and purpose, that there is an adventure that awaits you, that God has a great and mighty work that he wants to do in, with, and through you and I. Let us receive the new. Let us step into the new. Let us uh, wear our crowns with grace and confidence and just a great understanding of who we are in Christ. Glory to God. So at this time, ladies, I said that I wanted to release that word. I'm excited about this series, truly am excited about this series and about what God is going to just continue to do and how he's going to just continue to minister to our hearts. Um, And so we will look at part three, which will be freed from the bondage and power of sin. We touched on a little bit of that today, but we're going to really dig into that. That's going to be the glorious truth for the month of June, freed from the bondage and power of sin. Hallelujah. This is our spring and summer series, ladies, the glorious truths of who we are in Christ. I'm going to close this out in prayer, but I pray, pray, pray pray that this message, please share it with whomever the Lord lays on your heart to share it with because it's not just enough for us to partake in the nuggets and the revelation of God, but we must share it with those that the Lord is laying on our hearts to share it with. Amen. 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 Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for just this, this word today, God, this is the word this morning, your word, God, your truth, God. I pray, God, that as ministers of the gospel, that those of us who have been assigned, God, to teach and preach, that we would only speak the truth and nothing but the truth, God. And I thank you, Lord, that we will lay hold of each and every truth, glorious truth, each and every month that this series goes on, God. And we would never be the same, God, whether we listen to one or two or three or all four Five messages, God, that we would not be the same after hearing and receiving the glorious truth of who we are in Christ, Father God. So we thank you for your word, God. We thank you, Lord, that you're going to begin to just give us a desire and a hunger, at, at just all of us, God, to go deeper in your word and reading your word, God, that those of us who are struggling with trying to figure out how to read and in the best way to study, God, that you would send people and resources, that you would deposit strategies, God, study techniques, God, everything that you know your daughters need in order for them to be effective and meditating and reading and being a, a student of your word God so let it be so God that we will be able to this year step into the new assignments that you have for so many of us God I thank you for the adventure God that we are on when we come into relationship with you that the journey begins I was watching a movie and they were talking about something else and it said as of this day, the greatest adventure of your life begins. So God, I thank you that when we come into a a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that the greatest adventure of our life, that it begins. It has begun. We are living it, God. Help us to see that, God. Help us to understand our identity is in you and not in anything else, God. Not in the accolades, not in the career, not in the spouse, not in the children, not in the money. God, it is in you. It is in who we are as your daughter father so we thank you lord we bless and magnify you god it is in your name that we pray all of these things amen and amen thank you so much ladies have a blessed one